Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average and auto customers Qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school when are we going to do something i'm tired i'm i'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there i'm so tired of the excuse me i'm sorry i'm tired of the moments of silence enough there's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on hr8 which is a background check rule that the house passed a couple of years ago it's been sitting there for two years and there's a reason they won't vote on it to hold on to power so i ask you mitch mcconnell i ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings i ask you are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers, because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. You realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington, who refused to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. We know that our role is to provide folks with a distraction from the issues that otherwise drag down our day-to-day lives, that we are a respite from that. There are some occasions, though, where we can't be that. We refuse to be that. As Steve Kerr so eloquently and passionately put it yesterday afternoon, we can't get numb to what's going on in our society, in our nation. We've heard it time and again. The other countries 
don't have this issue of mass shootings that happen on an almost daily basis as the term mass shooting is described. And there are occasions where the numbers horrify the victims, the ages. It boggles the mind. It's hard to process. And we do have a real temptation to just accept it. I said this years ago after the massacre in Las Vegas. Just one of the risks of leaving your house. You could get in a car accident, you could get struck by lightning, and you could get shot and killed anywhere you happen to go. Grocery store, church, concert, or school. And that's the aspect of it that makes it so horrifying that we can't get used to, even though it's happened on multiple occasions in schools. The first one that really got our attention 23 years ago in Columbine was at a school. And that's the place where every day millions of parents take their children under the assumption for years that they were as safe there as they were at home. And now the parents go about their days wondering, will it be my child's school next? And this is just, again, You don't want to get numb to it, but what else can you do other than accept that this is just one of the risks of living in this country, in this specific society, the way that it has been constructed, the way that it has evolved, the way that we currently are, with no solution when it wasn't solved after Newtown 10 years ago, we knew It was going to happen again. It's always going to happen again if we don't try to solve it. And we're not here to solve it. I got no magic wand. I got nothing. I got ideas. I got thoughts. I'm trying to get people to view this a different way and understand what's going on. But, Chris, I thought it was important we we didn't just say, well, you know, stick to sports and we're here to talk about football. How? How can you just accept that 19 – children were killed yesterday at an elementary school by an 18-year-old. The last two of these incidents, 11 days in Buffalo at a grocery store and yesterday at an elementary school in Texas, perpetrated by an 18-year-old. I heard Charles Barkley say this last night. What's going on? Exactly. That these these kids, these 18-year-old kids are so filled with rage and hate and poison in their brains that they would do something like this. And why is it so easy to do something like this, especially when someone is clearly not right, when someone should not have the ability to have access to the weapons of mass murder that make committing a mass murder as easy as it seems to be? Well, good morning, and thank you for hearing me out. And we're going to talk about it, not for the whole show. And, and you know, there's people out there who are mad. We didn't come here to listen to this. We we don't care what you idiots think about this. Well, you care what we think about football, and sometimes things are more important than football, and sometimes you just got to deal with it. Come back in about 15 or 20 minutes if you want to hear about football. But we're both parents. We're both humans. And we felt the need to talk about this today. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know. Unfortunately, though, it is a weekly thing. I mean, we could we could have a first segment every week, really. I mean, that's that's where we are. I am numb to it. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that's numb to it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. In the country where there's guns everywhere, wait, people got shot and killed today? Oh, no, shocker. Shocker. I don't know what else to say. I'm a little like Steve Kerr. It's just like I'm at my wit's end with it. It's just, it's just ridiculous, all of it. There's so many issues with it throughout, and it's troubling that way. And we are becoming numb as a society. You know, it it hits home a little more yesterday because it's children, and everybody's got children or was a child at one point and has been in school. And like you said, it's supposed to be that safe spot where you know you're supposed to just grow and enjoy life and learn, and that's where. It, so that's where it really hits home. But 
It's just I'm I'm sick of the subject. I'm sick of the guns conversation. I don't know what else to say. Yes, there's young kids that are angry and mad. Everybody in our country is angry and mad about everything. We're, we're in a weird place. I don't know what else to say. Social media is not helping it. You know, people being misled down wormholes of falsities and bullcrap and making themselves angry over things. You're going, that's not even true. It's just we've, we've lost touch with you know, just, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. Respect for life, respect for others, everything. It's, you know, a screw you, screw their dead. I want my guns. I want my gun freedom. I mean, it's just, that's where we've gotten with like almost everything. Screw you. I want this. It doesn't matter. And, um, it's, it hurts your heart. It does. It makes me so angry. I want to go off on so many things and go down a wormhole of stuff here, but it's, um, I just can't say enough about how I feel for these poor families and what they had to go through yesterday and what they're going to go through here for the next few days and weeks as they mourn these losses. Over the years, there have been movies and TV shows that focus on dystopian America. It's hard not to think we're living in dystopian America when we do get to the point where we have to, in order to function on a daily basis, accept the reality that when you leave the house, there are certain bad things that can happen to you. You can get in a car accident, we're, you could die in a car accident. We're, we're you could at, get hit by. I, know. I mean, but I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, you're right. But that's no, no. What, how else do you function? We're, we're, how we're else at do you the reality in this society. We are at the reality where our country is so messed up, and people are so angry about everything. You see it all the time. That if you flip somebody off in the car or honk the car because, like, oh, the person is doing something wrong in the car, honk. You know, wait, you're on your cell phone in the fast lane. Uh, you, you got to be worried, like, is he going to pull out a gun and shoot me? Like, that, that's where we're at. That's where it's like one of those thoughts that goes to your mind whenever you do anything now. Are they going to pull out a gun and shoot me? Are they going to pull out a gun and shoot me? The, the guy was a jerk, and I said, F you. Is he going to pull out a gun and shoot me? Like, that, that's where we are. It's, it's a normal thought for everybody, anybody you talk to. And that's, that's the American dream. Whoa, that's cool. Great dream there. I mean, that, that's where I don't understand it. I don't. Well, there are many factors that go into it, but yeah, let's there is. be realistic. Yeah. The easy availability 100%. of let's go. guns, yeah. the easy access to guns, the resistance, as Steve Kerr pointed out, to the senators who won't put even up for a vote legislation that 90% of Americans want, all in the name of catering to the lobbyists, the interests, of the weapons manufacturers, the NRA. They all have tremendous power, and they know how to manipulate. See, it's hard for me to get upset at the people who have been manipulated into thinking that any and all restrictions, any and all limits, any and all efforts to make Americans reasonably safe are an immediate giant step toward the government showing up at your house and confiscating all of your guns. Right. They're coming for all of your guns. Someone smart, rich, and evil concocted, and a group of someones over time, a narrative that brainwashed people into Definitely. thinking that once they start, oh, no, don't let them start because once they start, They'll take Once them they all. start, yep. they're not going to stop until they come and they take all of your guns. And they say that, so, and then gun sales go up, and they kill. They kill, oh, kill it with that with that aspect. Sorry for that's not the right hey, phrasing. No. But they crush it with the money after that too. It's it's a proven fact every time. We were in quick story, New York City, ten years ago. Dan Patrick belongs to some Italian restaurant their club and they have in the basement have a little shooting range right you know a 22 caliber rifle tiny little thing and you shoot at the target 
it's like, hey, I, I did pretty well with it. I'm not bad at this because I, I shoot skeet sometime, and it's a hell of a lot easier when, you know, you're shooting at a target that's stationary. And, you know, this is a fun thing to do. Maybe I'll get a 22 rifle, and I'll put up a target out here on our property. I got eight acres, and that's something I can do from time to time Yeah, just for recreation. And you know what? You couldn't find 22 caliber ammunition anywhere because there was a Democrat president and they had everybody worked up. Yeah, Here they come. Every time. Uh, Democrat president. They're going to take our guns. So they go buy all the damn ammunition. Yeah, right. It's, you can't find it anywhere. Right. And, and again, I'm not mad at the people who have been manipulated, but everyone is caught up in this bizarre fever dream and we need to figure out how to snap people out of it. And until we do, Chris, this is reality. United States of America. If you live in the United States of America, you accept the risk that you're going to die in a hail of bullets anywhere you go for any reason or no reason at all. You're getting milk and eggs and cheese at the grocery store and you may be gunned down. You take your kid to school and you may get the phone call or hear the sirens. You know, I, hey, the world was different in 2001, two, three, when it comes to school safety and I had to take my kid to school every day, and I worked a half mile away. And, and I processed my worry by saying, well, I'm close by. I can get – what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to get – by the time I cover a half mile, what the hell is that going to do? But I had to function. That's the thing. We have to function as a society. And it's hard as, as a society to function when the parents are scared shitless every single day that this is what's going to potentially happen. How do we function? We carry around that stress. We got enough stuff to worry about. That's why I say it's dystopian. Look at all the stuff we got to worry about every single day now. All the crap that's going on in the world and at home. It's one thing for the stuff to be going on elsewhere. It's happening here. And we are numb to it because how else, how else can we function? And when we live in a country that has allowed itself to have so many millions of Americans become... So caught up in this notion that we have to have unlimited access to an unlimited supply of weapons and ammunition, that it is our birthright to go out and buy as many guns as we want, as many guns as we can, and nobody better say boo about it. This is what happens when we value that as a people. And when I say we, I'm saying we the people, not making any judgments here. The reality is we the people have valued unlimited access, unlimited supply, unlimited ability to buy these weapons, not just the weapons to reasonably defend your homestead, but these weapons of mass murder that can be quickly adjusted or not adjusted at all into killing machines what do you need that for i don't know i don't the get a, it the, the aliens it. when the aliens show up when the aliens show up they're gonna have better weapons than our guns they, i don't care what guns you got folks when the aliens show up you're screwed yeah they're okay? winning they're winning because and, yeah, yeah. yeah somehow they got and, here and, and we don't know where they're from so they're gonna win thank you yeah you're right yeah and, and the only good news is the only good news is with all the shit that's going on right now, the aliens probably looking and say, yeah, screw them. We well, don't want to get they'll, in the middle of that mess. kill themselves. I mean, that, that's where it's, uh, it's really quite easy. I mean, it, it's like what you learn when you're like in, in kindergarten. When mommy tells you to go in the other room and you have to make a decision and list all the good things and list all the bad things and make the decision. And it's really not that complicated. There's very few things on the good thing with the gun, guns discussion. And the laundry list of bad is it just keeps going. So I, I, it's it's really it's it's so obvious. It's hilarious. It's laughable. It's it's a joke that we have these conversations sometimes. It really is. I feel like you're, we got to talk to kindergartners here, and and then the issues it causes for society, and then emboldens the hate, which hate is everywhere right now. It's everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is. You hear people say the word hate like it's just like it's an easy word to throw out now, no matter what, constantly. The issues it causes throughout our society, the issues it causes for our police and the people that protect that, uh, us. I mean, don't we care about them? Yet we let the public run around with guns and, and have them, you know, have a harder issue protecting all of us and themselves. I, to me, it just it makes no sense. It really doesn't. And 
You know, I'm, I'm sick of some of the stupid arguments that I always hear, you know, from from the people who want to protect these gun rights and all of that. It's just it's 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 all on deaf ears at this point. And as you see, it's so accessible. And a lot of the times it's people that are they have the guns legally. So it, it just shows you, too. There's you know, I know there could be more in place, but, you know, all these mass shootings. The one thing we see is the guns were obtained legally. Right. So, I mean, obviously there's something wrong with the checkpoints there. And that goes into what, you know, the senators and the Steve Kerr conversation. But uh, as you can see, I'm just frustrated. One of the solutions that gets thrown around is the idea that they should harden the targets, that it's it's not about it's not about restricting gun rights. It's about making it harder to walk into a school. Well, apparently there were reports that there was some law enforcement interaction between yesterday's mass murderer and police and he had body armor arm and somehow he, he, he got away from that interaction but you know metal detectors at the door and security guards and there's been talk in the past about arming the teachers for god's sake i, I mean that's where the we're point at is, that's because sounds but, good and, and that's sounds like is, a great is that, thing well yeah. well well yeah i mean but i know I, it's I, yeah, like we might have to is, do it, it Right. You might have no choice but to do it. Look, exactly. courthouses, you got to go through a metal detector and there's armed security there. It's a sad commentary exactly. that we would have to basically become a police state where everywhere you go and where are you going to find all these people? Like, didn't we just go through a period where they can't find people to do jobs? We're going to find people who are going to show up and 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 do that work, be a, an armed guard at a school. And then you got to worry about the background check of the armed guard at the school because all it takes is one of them who's armed. And then you're right there. And you're right there. So every potential solution leads to more problems. And the bottom line is this. And we're coming up on, right, the happy time of the year, the summer, that is anchored by three of the big USA, USA holidays, Memorial Day, 4th of July and Labor Day. It's big. You know, it's 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 a great time to feel patriotic. And and again and again, some patriots think that it's unpatriotic to say anything that would question in any way whether or not things are working here and maybe we should improve them. I mean, come on. That's the most patriotic thing you can do. We got some things that maybe aren't great and we need to improve them. And if you don't think that what's going on with these mass shootings anywhere, any place, any time, reflects that there's something currently not great about the greatest country in the world. Well, there's something wrong with you. We're going backwards. Not with the people who we're, are expressing. We're going backwards. You used the word evolve earlier. It's like we're, we're evolving backwards. We're going the wrong direction. I mean, devolving, is that the way, you know, that's the proper yes. thing? Peace getting, yes, right. So we're devolving. All right, that, that's all I know. I mean, really, we're going we're going the wrong direction in almost all categories. Uh, respect for life, politeness, how to treat people, uh, everything. Anything you talk about, it's it's going the wrong way. And I you know, I there's a lot of reasons we can blame. But yes, oh. I mean, this is a it's it's an issue across the board. I mean, I I have so many examples to throw through my head that I just go through in normal day life. That you know, my wife has to hear these things where I I hear people say things and I'm like, what? They're they're talking about a that's a parent over there talking about another grade school and they're saying they hate it and they can't effing stand it because that grade school has a little different values than the grade school their kid like and I'm like what are those words coming out of our mouth here I mean it's just that that's where we are with so many things and it's just it's troubling right now and I do think that hey guns social media politics the wealth disparity in our country, it's all gotten out of hand and people are losing their freaking minds is what's going on right now. Again, at the core, the idea that it is so easy for the people whose brains have been poisoned, whether it's mental illness or whether it's just an accumulation of all of the various influences out there that cause people to hate each other for reasons that are illegitimate. There is no real good reason to hate someone just naturally. Like, why would you hate someone? What what makes you want to hate someone? But it's how we're wired as human beings. Hate creeps into the minds and the hearts of many people. And when it's so easy to get your hands on a gun, that's when things can go haywire. I, I made this comment last night on a text thread, and I used the rattlesnake example. I, I was thinking of this last night. It's kind of like... To just to, just to illustrate how ridiculous it is, 
where we currently are with a nation whose people so value the excessive accumulation and possession and wielding of firearms that it becomes very easy for people who should never have them in their possession to go and use them. I, it's like, You just have I, I, I'm at a loss for words here and I'm going to I'm going to scrap the example because I, I don't I, but, but the, the idea is the idea is this. If you're going to live in this country now and it's not like you can like it's you know, like, oh, people are leaving California, people are leaving here and people are leaving there. It's not like you can just pack up and leave the United States. You yeah. just you kind of have to deal with it. People talk about it all the time. I'm getting out of this country. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? It's not it's not like loading up the, the truck and moving to Beverly you said like you were moving Clampus. to Puerto Rico on text last night. That's well, I may. Well, maybe I may. Maybe I will. It's still part of the U.S. But yeah, I. I yeah. Um, but but it's it's. Uh, you just have to. I, that's the thing. You don't want to get numb to it, but to function in this society, as it's currently constructed, you have to accept it. You just have to accept it, and we like. We hear all the time about immigration, and, and I know that people have it worse from the standpoint of their day-to-day lives and trying to get by, and they have different reasons to want to come to the United States. But, boy, I just feel like based on the last 20 years, last 10 years, last five years, like, you must have it really bad if you want to come here. You must have it really bad if you're trading wherever you are where they don't have mass shootings all the time for a place that does. I don't know what's going on in your life to motivate you to get out of the place where they don't have mass shootings all the time, but you need to understand. There needs to be a warning label on the borders. Caution. You're entering a place where people kill each other with guns on a daily basis in, in significant numbers. Please understand that before you enter. Because, again, where else does this happen? Mental illness is everywhere else. But this happens here. No, the way yeah, it happens not even every day. Not even comparable. It, it, used to, it used to be news when somebody would shoot and kill two, three, four people. I don't even think that makes news anymore what? other than in the city where it happened. Exactly right. Nobody cares, right? I mean, we were in the Super Bowl that week, and there was like there was like four four to the last five nights before the Super Bowl. There was somebody murdered like within three out, three miles of our hotel. It was like, hey, here tonight on the corner, somebody got murdered again. Oh, we'll be right back with the uh, local flower sale here after this in a minute. I mean, that's where we've gotten. It was like people, it wasn't, it was just a, it was a brush during the news, the local news. Forget national news. You're right. That's like boring. Only one person was shot tonight. Uh, Come back to us when it's five or more. Then we'll report on it in the national media. Here's the example I was thinking of earlier. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to present this just to illustrate how ridiculous our current situation is. Let's say you were considering moving to a new country. There's a new country out there that you've heard about and you've heard hey, it's a good opportunity there and it's capitalism and you can go and you can have a good life and whatever. Oh, but but, we, but you know what? There's a, there's one thing you need to know about. In that country, in that country, they greatly value the right to have a tiger in your house. And that's their rights in their constitution, right to have a tiger. Got to have a right to have. A, so everybody Thinks it's really important to have a tiger. But you know what? Sometimes a tiger gets loose and eats people. But they accept that. They accept that because it's very important to have that tiger. Sometimes a tiger gets loose and kills people. But that's okay because they got to have that tiger. That's, that's kind of what this is. We all, got, we all have these things that can easily be used to kill other people, whether it's a weapon, whether it's an animal, whether it's something. And we value that. That's like one of our bedrock principles, the Second Amendment. It's, it's viewed as by many, by many, right or wrong. And I'm not passing judgment here because it is baked into our Constitution. It's been misinterpreted, I believe. That's a different issue altogether. But we just have to accept that, that these things that people value so much, put so much importance on for whatever reason, but they're allowed to. Again, it's in, it's in our Constitution. It's in our founding documents that these things can quickly immediately be used to spread mayhem and murder and you just have to accept it if you're going to live here you got to accept it if you're going to stay here you got to accept it you don't want to get numb to it but you got to accept it it's it's a tough needle for me to thread i don't to not get numb to it right but to accept it i don't know how you do at some point you want to try to live life you you almost have to force yourself to be numb to it that that's what's scary 
It's, it's, a, part, it's part of the process of accepting exactly, it. Exactly. You're right. You, you're right. You, I mean, you're supposed to enjoy get, your life. Yeah. You go out and you do something. You can't constantly be looking exactly around. Where's right. the guy? Where's the right. guy? What's exactly. going on? What's going down? Exactly. You exactly. just stay home. Right. Like I do. <laughs> yeah. I I go out once a week and I'm I'm revisiting that. I may move it to twice a week. <laughs> or well, no, once a no, week. Back it up. Once every week. other week. Yeah, once right. every okay. other week. I <laughs> got you. All right. I was gonna say, what? You're gonna go out there more? I don't get it. Uh yeah, I I, I know, but I Mike, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. With yesterday, when you hear the news at first, it's it's I I literally just was like. Pfft. I, I, that's what I did. I just saw Matt shooting going out in Texas. I just went, well, well, sure. no, no crap. Really? Really? I mean, so that, that's where, I mean, that's where I was at. Then you read, oh, then you start to read, oh my gosh, it was a school and it was kids. Holy cow. And that's where it goes. But when you first see it, it just go, well, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's it, May 20th in America. Big deal. It used to be horrifying. Yeah. It, you used to have that initial reaction of, oh shit, what happened? I got to find out. I got to stop everything I'm doing. I got to put on the TV. I got to figure out what's going on. I got to know what's going on. This is horrifying. This is awful. I need to know everything I can about it. I can't believe this happened. That used to be the reaction. And you're right. Now, we're human beings. When it happens all the time, you get used to it. And that's the risk of becoming numb to it. And, you know, everybody who is expressing dismay about this, as they should... The flip side is what what is going to change? What is going to stop the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one? There'll probably be something somewhere today that may not even make a headline because it was only three or four people who were killed by the the crazed gunman who shows up wherever. The the I, the, the, the the argument I always love is that the the people that want the guns that's why they want the guns. They're going to protect us against those people. Oh, but but they're never there when the time comes. Never. It's, I, that's the argument. I heard that twice yesterday. You know, it's part of the argument. It's just like well, what, that that argument. I'm so sick of that argument. Well, we got to have our guns so we can protect from when things like that happen. Yeah, I don't know. None of you are ever there when those things happen. Where are the damn? Where are the people with the guns? But, that are, but I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't know. know that I shoot know. out at the OK Corral is. I will. I mean, why? It's the OK Corral now. Who the hell cares? That's yeah. just. It's, well, it's, I don't. You're right. Know. It's the OK. It's the OK Corral now, and only the bad guys. Only have the, the bad guns. guys got the guns. So let's, let's. I don't know. Where's the good guys with them that are you know telling me this all the time? I'm just. I'm. I'm sick of all of it. I, I really am. It's exhausting. It's stupid. Really. It's stupid. It just shows you that we're not like the smartest people in the world here in America right now. It's not logical. It makes no sense. It's stubborn and, and just like, screw you and this is what I want and the hell with the rest of society. That's just kind of how I feel about it. And see, that my concern is that it, it gets to the point where you, you do have these vigilantes who are affirmatively looking to stop trouble before it happens, and then they exercise judgment in a yeah, warped, too quickly, messed up right, way, right. and they shoot somebody right. who was you minding stole their a own pack business who wasn't going to do uh, anything. Yeah, right. Or, or, no, or just whatever. What I thought he, I thought, oh, I thought, I thought he had, he, I thought yeah, he was yeah, reaching, yeah, right. I thought he was reaching for a gun, or I, you know, I sure. thought that, uh, right. you know, I thought that that package he was carrying was a, had a rifle inside or something like that. Like it, it just it, it just lays the foundation for more mayhem and confusion and murder. And and again, it's because these guns are everywhere and it all flows from our collective reality that Second Amendment right to bear arms and that has become twisted into stacks and stacks and stacks, stockpiles of ammunition, people who have who have vaults in their homes. Full of weapons. What are you ever? What are you ever going to use? Those? What? What? What are you going to use those for? What are you waiting for that you're going to use those for? And meanwhile, while you're waiting for the thing that you're never going to use them for, because again, the aliens will have better weapons. It's just they're there for a kid to accidentally get his or her hands on it. We hear stories like that all the time. That used to be horrifying. We hear we still hear about those all the time, where you know, little kid gets his hands on dad's gun. Uh, or you, you get you get the 18 year old, or 15 year old, or 16 year old, and you know it's so many of these young kids that get warped and twisted, and they have issues, and they they fall through the cracks. The parents don't notice, the system doesn't notice, they 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 don't take it seriously, and the next thing you know, we're talking about 19 kids getting killed um, by a kid, by an 18 year old kid.
It's look. I think part of it was Chris and I just needed a platform where we could vent. We all need a spot to vent. And maybe listening to us makes some of you feel a little bit better. But there's no happy ending to this. There's no way to wrap this up in a positive way. This is just taking the temperature of a toxic, frustrating, scary situation. That at the end of the day, if you're going to live in this country... You have to find a way to accept it or you can't function. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Nobody wants to hear this. Enjoy your Memorial Day picnic. Nobody Enjoy your Memorial Day picnic. Enjoy your 4th of July celebration. Enjoy your fireworks. We live in a country where in order to walk out of the house every day, whether alone or with family members, we have to process and accept and come to terms with the possibility that one or more of the folks who are getting into that car may not come home that night because they may get shot and killed by someone who has quick and easy access to a gun. Someone who should never have access to that kind of weaponry has quick and easy access to it and showed up and killed one of the people who got into the car that morning. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun. That's where we are. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? No, no, yeah, there's no, I, don't, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's, we're, we're, no, nobody, I don't, you know, again... I would imagine a lot of people that already have turned us off. Nobody wants to hear this. I, I don't really want I to talk well, about it either. I, I, I don't, well, I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm, I am. I'm sick of it. I want to just talk about sports. So, I mean, I'd like to we're go going there. going to. But I know the, the, that's the way it is, though. I mean, just the, that's it shows you, like, the like I, I guarantee we had a group of people today that just went, screw this. I want to watch sports, or I don't want to hear this from these guys. Or oh, I, I haven't, I haven't checked my email. I, I'm oh. not going to check my email. I know there's going to be plenty of them in there. And to our, our friends in the U.K. and Ireland, first of all, I may be joining you soon. Second of all, I'm sorry that you had to had to listen to us airing out our American. Oh, well, no, they already laundry. think we're crazy. They're already, they're already there. I, they, I, they got enough. I know enough, like, people from the U.K. and stuff who live here you know, in the greater New York area, New York area, they already think we're crazy. They, that's so. Don't worry. This isn't hell. This isn't increasing their thought. They're already at like, whoa, you Americans are crazy. What the hell's going on over there? They're at their like total threshold already, which they should. Why would Why would you stay if you're a UK citizen? I'm seriously, seriously, and I know this is. Oh, you if you don't America, love it or leave it. If you don't like it, get out of here. Go back where you came from. Well, it's been a while since my people were in Italy. It's been about a hundred years. I'm not quite sure how I would, you know, find them again. But, uh, I, yeah, if, if you could quickly jump on a plane and, and resume your life in the U.K., I don't know why in the hell you wouldn't right now, frankly. And I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I mean, what, what, you know, I was born here. What, I, it's not like I chose to live here. And, and you're told all the time as you're growing up, greatest country in the earth, greatest country in the earth, pledge allegiance to the flag, everything great, 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 great. Well, right now it ain't very great. Are we just supposed to? How do, how do you harmonize that? All the things you're supposed to feel about the country and how great it is. Wait, you mean this place where 19 little kids got killed yesterday, minding their own business at school, having to deal with a nightmare that no one should ever have to deal with, especially not a little kid? You mean this is the, this is the place? Land of the free, home of the brave, and the place where little kids get shot and killed at school? This is, this is the greatest country? This is the, this is the grand experiment? A democracy bordering on autocracy. This is this is what we're. This is this is the. It's look. We we need we need to constant. Whatever you do, wherever you live, wherever you work, however you are, there's a constant challenge to be looking for ways to make things better. Even when things are going great, there's an obligation to try to make things better. When things are not going great, there's a greater obligation to make things better. We all have that shared obligation. I believe our representatives, the voters, the citizens, we should all be asking ourselves, what can we individually do and collectively do to make things better? But, you know, Chris, as I say those words, I recognize how hollow and meaningless they are. And this is where the numbness and the acceptance come into play. Because for everything everyone's going to say, for every expression of sympathy and horror and shock and outrage and dismay, Not a damn thing is going to change. Prove me wrong, United States of America. Prove me wrong. Because there are so many people out there who are dealing with the bottom line. We've seen it time and again, and nothing ever changes. How do we make it change? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that anyone does today, Chris. 
Definitely not. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, we're going to continue to go the wrong way here. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I, I don't. I mean, it's, we can we can name off another bunch of issues where I'd go. I this this makes no sense and has zero logic, and we're still going down that road too. So, we're just that's where we are right now. We're we're a country that is young and confused and immature and stuck on social media and just so many issues right now, angry and everything. That yeah, I don't think anything's turning around anytime soon. Well, I mean, we could well, like again, we could we could do we could definitely block it in like next week or the week after segment one. Talk about uh, you know blank shooting somewhere like we, definitely it's going to happen in the next fourteen days. We'll be able to talk about it again. We'll, we'll, we can just blank it in in a segment. We can, so we got a segment filled out for the one of the next two weeks, guaranteed. Um, and again, we, we we know we know that we are here, and we and I hear from people all around the world how and and this is this is strange to me, but just the mere fact of listening to us two dumbasses actually helps people through their own day-to-day lives. Maybe they think, maybe they think, you know, no matter how bad I got it, at least I'm not as dumb as those two. Maybe it makes, maybe in a roundabout way, that's how it helps them. But I know we're here to provide that uh, entertainment, distraction, and diversion from your life. Today, we felt compelled to deal with issues that I think are far more important than what we otherwise talk about. When we return, we'll pivot back the football will be back with more PFT Live right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Roger, could you give us an update on where the Deshaun Watson investigation stands and perhaps a timeline for when we may get a resolution? Uh, Sorry to disappoint you, but I can't give you a timeline because I think that process will go forward. Um, I think we're nearing the end of the investigative period, and then at some point, um, as you know, this will be handled by our disciplinary officer, um, and that will happen uh, hopefully shortly, and then we'll see where that comes out. That's the commissioner in Atlanta yesterday at the conclusion of the quarterly meetings. The owners get together in May, October, December, and March every year. Commissioner speaks to reporters at the conclusion thereof. That was his Deshaun Watson question. And the answer really, like most of his answers, doesn't really say anything, frankly, in all due respect. But we know that they're moving toward step one of this process. And we've talked about it before. Let me summarize it very simply. The league will propose a punishment of Deshaun Watson. The disciplinary officer who is jointly hired and paid by the NFL and the NFL Players Association will then step in and most likely have a hearing that results in a ruling. The commissioner then has exclusive power over the appeal. And unless the disciplinary officer, retired Judge Sue L. Robinson, finds that there should be no discipline of any kind for Deshaun Watson, the commissioner can do whatever he wants. He is only prevented from doing anything if the disciplinary officer concludes that nothing at all should be done to Deshaun Watson, no discipline whatsoever. That's how I and others interpret the new procedure set forth in the personal conduct policy as revised by the 2020 collective bargaining agreement that was reached between the league and the union. So, Chris, they're, they're moving in that direction. If they're going to get this done, ideally before camp, you have to be moving in that direction. You have to be getting to the point where you're going to activate the process and have the disciplinary officer decide what should or shouldn't be done with Deshaun Watson. We're there. The question now becomes what happens. And that's where it requires very careful thought and consideration, not only of what he is accused of, but what he has through his lawyers admitted to. Right. 
And even if he technically did nothing wrong as to the 22 individuals, was he engaged in a broader pattern of activity that requires the league to step in and act? It's the Ben Roethlisberger reasoning right. that goes beyond. And if you look at the personal conduct policy, there's enough there that allows the league to take action against Deshaun Watson, even if he technically didn't do it as to each of the 22 individuals who have sued him. Yeah, I mean, you know, we discussed this before. We, we certainly have seen people with less on their plate get suspended, you know, as, as far as, you know, c- comparing situations here. And protecting the shield, you know, that's kind of the the phrase we always use without getting into the, you know, broader language of the CBA and some of the stuff there. And, and that certainly seems like this would, you know, fit under that that description. Uh, of course. I mean, yes. I mean, this has been bad publicity, even though we, Jerry Jones says all publicity is good publicity. This has been bad for the NFL. This is one that's, uh, I don't care what you are, it's not great. It's it's not. It doesn't look good. You've alienated a certain part of the fan base that is certainly turned off by it, especially a lot of females, let alone just, hey, other citizens who are going, wait, this just doesn't look right. And I, I don't know. There's just something wrong there. 22 of them are saying this one thing like you've always said one or two three okay maybe he said she said 22 of them that's crazy and then the rewarding of the you know the the greatest contract we've ever seen in the history of football that just makes it even worse and I mean which is even funny because it's like the NFL did NFL on NFL crime there they actually made the issue worse with an NFL team giving him this contract but uh yeah they got to get get this together for Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, the fan base, everybody, and I think we're getting there. What did you think though last night? I mean, anything new? Before there? we get to that, yeah, sorry, well, okay, I got, sorry. I got, I got something to say there. Yeah, cool. But before I cool. get there, I want to say this. Right, uh, Rusty Harden, who represents Deshaun Watson, high profile, very famous lawyer. He recently said that he hasn't tried to win in the court of public opinion because that doesn't matter. We've talked about it. It does matter. Public opinion matters. And he is trying to win in the court of public opinion. The problem is he's losing. When you're losing at something, that's when you say you're not trying to win. And he is losing. He is losing in the court of public opinion. But he appeared on a podcast with Gabe Feldman, a Tulane University law professor. And Harden's trying to make the argument that because the grand juries, and there were two of them, one in Houston that addressed nine criminal complaints and one in a nearby county, because technically that's where the, the alleged misconduct occurred, addressed the, the other grand jury or the other criminal complaint, excuse me. Rusty Harden has an argument that because those grand juries did not indict Deshaun Watson, the NFL should do nothing to him, that the grand jury outcome operates as a full and complete exoneration, which I disagree with completely. And Harden takes the argument, well, we know that the saying that a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. So if the jury doesn't indict the ham sandwich, then, you know, the guy must be. No, no. The prosecutor has so much latitude. The other side of that is the prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich and the prosecutor cannot indict a ham sandwich or or a murderer, frankly, if the prosecutor isn't motivated to get an indictment because the prosecutor decides exclusively what is going to be presented. Right. And there's no there's no lawyer there representing the, the accused. Right. And there's no lawyer there representing the accuser. Right. Saying, well, what the hell are you doing, prosecutor? You're not really trying very hard to get an indictment here. You're not trying very hard. Because, look, and Harden made this point. This, the standard for an indictment is probable cause to believe the crime was committed. Well, that's fine. But the problem is once that indictment is entered... The prosecutor has to go forward and prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, right. And there are going to be plenty of cases where the prosecutor says, how am I going to how am I going to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt when it is two people in a room and no one else there and no other way to prove who's telling the truth? Right. It's he said, she said both are valuable evidence, but they cancel each other out. And at a minimum, at a minimum, it creates reasonable doubt at a minimum, unless the jury completely and totally rejects everything that the accused says, if he chooses to testify, you're going to have reasonable doubt. And you may get reasonable doubt just through an aggressive cross-examination of the accuser. Sure. That may create enough reasonable doubt. Right, sure. So 
So that would explain. So I'm not ready to sign on to this idea that because the grand jury didn't indict Deshaun Watson, that means the NFL should say, well, good enough for us. Yeah, because great. again, and Chris, here, here, here's, the, here's the thing to remember. Point. Yeah, here you go. Here's go the ahead. thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Personal conduct policy. Yeah. Number one, then there's a, there's a long list of things that you can't do. One of them relevant to this that will get you potentially disciplined. Assault and or battery, including sexual assault or other sex offenses. So obviously, obviously, if the NFL concludes that there was some type of a sex offense committed by Deshaun Watson, he's subject to discipline. There's two other aspects, catch-all at the bottom, that give the NFL broader latitude. Number one, conduct that undermines or puts at risk the integrity of the NFL, NFL clubs, or NFL personnel. And two, conduct that poses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person. Okay, When you can argue, and this is the big takeaway I had from last night, when when you can argue as the NFL that Deshaun Watson engaged in sufficient and admits through his lawyers consensual sexual activity with these massage therapists, they admit to three of of the 22. For three of the 22, Deshaun Watson, through his lawyers, has admitted, Chris, consensual sexual activity. That shows you something's wrong with this picture. That shows you that there's a propensity, that there is an inclination, there is a proclivity by Deshaun Watson to go get a massage, and maybe it turns into more than a massage. We've been talking about that for more than a year. Yeah. It's not just, hey, I just went to get a massage. It's Deshaun Watson is going to these massages with the idea that that they, they are going to take a turn. Yeah. And so— Doesn't and take so, a genius to kind of connect some of those dots and figure that out. It doesn't help him, in my mind, if you admit that, and maybe they admit because they had to admit it, but they admit, and and they act like, oh, it's okay, what happened after the massage? Well, it's not like going to a restaurant. I went to 22 restaurants and ended up having sex with three of the waitresses. I mean, think of how ridiculous that sounds. You go to the massage for something that is premised on physical contact, and three out of 22 times it took a turn toward consensual sexual activity. That shows you the mindset. And this is something that gets camp- Watson's camp very upset. And I think they get very upset because they know there's no way out of this, this, this maze. It shows the state of mind. He's going to these massages thinking it can turn. And maybe trying to right. make it turn. Right. Somebody's got to make the first move here and it's going to be me. Yeah. And, 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 and that... Uh, so... Even if he's exonerated by 22 civil juries, the NFL can look at this and say, this is the kind of behavior that requires intervention by the league. The same way Ben Roethlisberger's behavior required intervention by the league in 2010. So he could get suspended even if he's not guilty, ultimately, of any misconduct. Yeah, and listen, I think there's a lot of things that reasonably connect dots or at least just go, that's fishy. You know, you explained a lot of it. You know, the the fact that there's... You know, all those different masseuses to begin with. 40, I think we even heard at one point. Like, I mean, that's just, that's odd. I mean, again, the, the, the world, especially the sports world, when you find somebody that's good, you go, wow, they're good. You're my, <clears throat> you're my masseuse. You're my guy. You're my girl. That's going to be the one that's going to work on my body. You know, you, you have the right touch. You understand where I'm sore, whatever. You know, so the, between what you said and the fact that, yes, it seems like it was an active pursuit, you know, of, of different masseuses for, you know, we'll see, alleged reasons here. I, I, you know, it just, yes, it all seems odd. It's very odd, and I wouldn't think it'd be that hard for the NFL to conclude, again, like you're saying, with the bylaws of the NFL, to just go back to the phrase of, you know, this is detrimental to the shield, period. And I certainly can understand that argument from the NFL side. One thing that got my attention last night, and I don't know whether or not this is Tony Busby trying to manipulate the NFL into doing what he wants the NFL to do, but he was part of the HBO feature. He, a couple of quotes from him made it into the, the final copy. Um, he didn't seem to be optimistic the NFL is going to do anything. And Ashley Solis, one of the two plaintiffs who – was interviewed on camera by HBO, you know, she expressed that based on her experience with the league that she doesn't have high hopes either. That, and as Busby put it, basically they, they were doing what they had to do, that 
you know, he didn't get the impression they were taking it very seriously. They were just doing it because they had to do it. Now, again, I think maybe he's trying to to shame Talk the NFL into, into acting. A little? Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like right. like daring them to right. do it. Um, I, he doesn't understand how the NFL operates, though. If he thinks that that the NFL is going to choose a path of least resistance, when the perception may be that they were too lenient as to a man who who crossed the line with one or more up to 22 different women because the the failure to to be appropriately harsh with Ray Rice in 2014 is what almost caused the commissioner to lose his job. He had about 10 days of his life in 2014, month of September, where Roger Goodell went to bed reasonably thinking tomorrow it may hit the fan to the point where I have to step aside. Yeah, right. I may have to I may have to I may have to resign. Right. I may get pushed out. I may have no choice here. That's how bad it was. So in the aftermath of that, I mean, that was Ezekiel Elliott three years later. Never arrested, never charged, never even sued. And he got suspended six games. And, and there was no allegation of sexual misconduct. It was domestic violence, but, but not the sexual misconduct that Deshaun Watson is accused of. And again, if you are going to admit that three of the massages involving the 22 individuals who have sued Deshaun Watson culminated in consensual sexual activity, you are making one hell of an admission. And I remember it's been a couple of months now. And this was a phone call that was placed to me with no advance comment of being off the record or anything like that. All I know is I, there was a ruling in the case that Deshaun Watson uh, would have to answer questions about whether or not he had consensual sexual activities with the 18 individuals who came forward with positive comments about it. Remember that that battle in the right in the court of public opinion that Rusty Harden isn't trying to win, but is actually trying to win and losing uh, the 18 individuals. It backfired on them because now they can probe into whether or not these 18 individuals and Deshaun Watson had consensual sexual activities. And and I got an angry phone call, angry phone call, profanity not used by me, angry phone call. That I'm, 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 I'm being unfair. I'm being this. I'm being that. It's like, look, this makes sense. They're trying to prove that Deshaun Watson gets massaged with the idea that it's going to turn into sex. Yeah. That's the core of the case. The idea that there are individuals who agreed to provide him a massage and who claim I, that I wasn't interested in that. He crossed the line and he kept going and he kept trying. And and again, each of those cases could fail. Good luck winning all 22 if you're Deshaun Watson's camp. Good luck. Good luck. Coin flip proposition. Good luck winning 22 coin flips. That's a different issue altogether. Even if they win all 22, the fact that he was engaged in that type of lifestyle with all those different massage therapists is a point where common sense kicks in. We know what he was doing. We know what he was trying to do. And admitting to having consensual sex with three of the 22 who sued him provides that, the basis for that. So don't get mad. Don't get mad, folks. We're just reacting to the facts that are in front of us. I had somebody ask me, what happens if Deshaun Watson isn't guilty? Somebody emailed me that before the show. What happens if he isn't guilty? My response is guilty of what? See, that's the question. Right. What's he guilty of? Right. He's not guilty of any criminal offenses in the eyes of the grand juries. Whether or not he's guilty of civil offenses is up to 22 different juries. Whether he's guilty of violating the standards that apply to every NFL player is up to the NFL. And that standard, that test, those yeah. facts are very different Definitely. from what we're dealing with with the 22 individuals. That's the important thing to remember as this moves forward. Yeah, I mean, and, and as you've stated, we've stated, I mean, that, that seems like there's enough there for the NFL to do something. I mean, it does just by two guys that follow the league the way we do for as long as we have. Uh, I wouldn't if they care about what happened with Ben Roth, if what happened with yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is right. any relevance whatsoever, where he was accused by two people, sued for rape in Nevada, and then the accusation made in Millersville, Georgia, that almost resulted in prosecution. But ultimately, the prosecutor's like, I don't, I, I, there's no way I can prove a crime here. It's too muddled. It's too, and 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 I, I still think Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know this, but common sense suggested to me he reached some sort of an agreement with the second accuser to resolve her potential claims. And that went a long way toward no prosecution happening, but the NFL still suspended him six games, reduced to four for two. This is 22 folks. 
That's the one thing. And, and look, I know, I know the people who represent Deshaun Watson have a job to do. I understand that. We all have a job to do. And, and folks agreed to represent this guy in the face of 22 allegations, but there are 22 allegations. The, the, the lawyer last night, Leah Graham, yeah. spoke to Soledad O'Brien. Right. Deshaun Watson declined. That's fine. Rusty Harden didn't get interviewed. That's fine. It's his prerogative. Leah yeah. Graham is the one who, who fielded the question, Chris, the very simple question. And came in at the like, oh, 11th hour here to be involved right. in this, right? Well, because they weren't going to do anything. See, they, they weren't inclined to do anything because, and I think I mentioned this the other day, everybody wants to be treated fairly, but they have their own assessment of what it means to be treated fairly. And Deshaun Watson's camp thinks you're not being fair if you aren't digging into the backgrounds of each of these 22 people looking for things that you could point to and say, aha, each one's lying. You're not being fair to Deshaun Watson if you're not personally vetting each and every one of these claims so you can find the thing that shows that maybe their version shouldn't be believed. You're not being fair to him if you're not doing that. So they were concerned that HBO wasn't going to be fair. But at the end of the day, Leah Graham was interviewed on camera by, by video link, not in person, not face-to-face, and was asked a very important question by Soledad O'Brien. Best question of the interview. Why do you believe Deshaun Watson over 22 women? Why should we believe him over 22 different women? And the argument was, this isn't about the 22 women. This is about the one lawyer. And the one lawyer is doing all this to, number one, increase his social media following, and number two, so he can get on shows like this. I mean, if that's your bet, look, this is the culmination of months of effort and hours of work and study and thought. You get asked that question. Why should we believe Deshaun Watson over 22 people? And the answer is, well, this is about his lawyer. And this is about his lawyer increasing his social media platform and being on TV shows like this. And that's it? I'd like to think he'd come up with something better than that. Because, Chris... Seems weak. If, 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 this is, if this truly is Tony Busby holding together 22 cases that truly have no merit, there's no way he's going to hold it together for 14 months. Not when there were two different occasions where the right. case is almost settled. You're not going to avoid the creation of evidence where these people are pissed off. They're complaining to friends and family members about that damn Tony Busby. And I don't know what I signed up for. Why did I sign up for that? There's all stuff like that. that that's out there. You could find it. And the fact that there isn't that smoking gun that's being tossed around. No it's doubt. hard to support this idea that it's all Tony Busby. Right. No, yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's, it's you know, listen, he was a, he's a showman. You know, did he maybe enjoy the spotlight? Sure. Whatever you want to say there. But I think he's, you know, I, I can look at it objectively and go, he's doing the best and done a pretty damn good job for the 22 people that have hired him. Uh, that, that's what I chalk it up to. Certainly. I don't think it's about his social media account. And again, it's just, yes, that's a weak argument as 22 women. Again, we're going to go back to that. It's just, that's weird. I don't know what to, to say it. You know, that's, it's not easy to defend that no matter what. And yeah, again, last night, I don't think there was any new revelations last night. Um, but still, it just seems like it's like victory, Tony Busby and your camp again for swaying more of the public opinion into your corner here in the Deshaun Watson case. There was a comment made at one point about court documents showing that seven of the individuals who are suing Deshaun Watson continued to communicate with him and possibly gave him massages after that. Now, that, that does not exonerate him by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of that, Soledad O'Brien, this was a point where she was just narrating some of the facts, said that there is evidence that they were talking among themselves about getting money from Deshaun Watson. Now, look, that doesn't mean it's a conspiracy. That, that you know, that, look, that, that money is what you get when you file a civil lawsuit. That was the one thing that made me curious. It made my antenna go up. Like, is there more there that we don't know about? And this is where it's the job of the people who are representing the interest of Deshaun Watson to get that stuff out there. If you're going to do a podcast, if you're going to sit for an interview with Soledad O'Brien, if you're Leah Graham, if you're going to otherwise be involved in this, you need to underscore certain things. If there really is something there to prove that it was a grand conspiracy and is a grand conspiracy of 22 individuals being led by Tony Busby to pursue Deshaun Watson solely for money when he didn't do anything wrong, now's the time. It's well past the time. That's something you should be leading with. If you've got the proof to back it up, 
That should be the thing that they say every time the case comes up. We have evidence to show that it is a conspiracy in which 22 individuals have come together, led by their lawyer, to shake down Deshaun Watson. Have they? And really I haven't had any? heard it put that yeah, way. That's what I'm saying. I, haven't, I haven't heard it put that way. So that tells me they don't have the evidence. Well, yeah. they would be putting it that way. I feel like they're they've there's really like. Can you think of one thing that they've put out there that's maybe been a win in the public perception category? I don't know if they've really got one to chalk up to with that, you know, like yet to where you can look at it and go, huh? That, that that does that is a little weird. Or just there's there's not one thing that I can remember at least. At one point, Rusty Harden did a press conference where I, I think they thought they were going to really sway public opinion and get the media behind Deshaun Watson. There were some text messages after the fact, and, and there was something from one of the massage therapists that I think they characterized as some sort of an apology for the way she behaved or something like that. That never, that never found any footing. That, that, then, and I think they were dismayed because that was their way to try to, to engage in the court of public opinion, and they were upset. That, that, you know, the media didn't, because it's our fault, the media didn't do more with it. The grand jury outcome has become the, the main thing. And, and look, this is what lawyers do. You play to the strengths of your case. And the strongest thing that Rusty Harden can argue right now, and he's going to be making this argument to Judge Sue L. Reed because he wants to come out of that disciplinary process with the disciplinary officer finding there should be no discipline of Deshaun Watson whatsoever because that cuts off Roger Goodell from doing whatever he wants to do. On appeal, his argument's going to be because the grand juries did not indict Deshaun Watson. That means the NFL should do nothing to him either. But again, again, the NFL has a different standard. The NFL has different rules that apply. You can violate the NFL's rules without violating the criminal laws of the state of Texas. And that's the big flaw in what Rusty Harden is now trying to push. And I, I think that Judge Sue L. Robinson will be savvy enough to understand the difference between the criminal uh, laws of Texas and the the provisions of the NFL's personal conduct policy. Yeah, no, I mean, well, listen, none of us really understand the total provisions of the NFL conduct policy. It is a little gray, certainly, but the one thing— They want it that way. Yes, They want it that exactly. way because they want to be able to do whatever they exactly. want to do in any given case. more power. Exactly right. I know. That's where I was going with it. So, yeah, I, again, I just—I'm— I, I'm, I'm, I hope there's some sort of decision here at some point uh, and we start getting down the, the track of finality at some point here um, because it's just it's I'm sick of kind of talking about this, trying to digest it all, figure it out. He said, she said uh, it's, it's coming to a head here. And I would think like you've said, it's coming any one of these next few weekends. We're going to hear something from the NFL on Watson. Yeah, they have to be because. The Browns need to know who their quarterback's going to be. Whoever the quarterback's going to be needs to know. The opponents need to know. The fans need to know. And the NFL's seven sportsbook partners who would like to put the Browns' future bets back on the board need to know what's going on as well. And when the NFL is taking money directly from those seven companies, they have a voice now too. Come on, let's go. We got people that want to either bet for or against the Browns. We're, we've had them off the board for months now. We want to be able to put them back on. All right, we're going to take a break. No finality for Deshaun Watson, but finality on one very important decision for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about that when PFT Live continues right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm. 